and thank you so much for tuning back into The Wooden Spoon. It's Ruby talking right here and I am talking to you having just submitted an essay for university, uh, which I am so glad to finally have out of the way, all gone. It's such a weight off your shoulders when you when you submit something and having just had quite a few busy weeks at university, it's really lovely to have that all behind me. We have got a very, very exciting episode to share with you today. Uh, we are going to be talking about leadership and teamwork and responsibility. So what makes a leader a leader? And we're also going to be thinking about the value of people and the value of teams when you when you take on a role of responsibility, which is just so important for us to, for us to remember and keep in mind. So we're also really excited to say that we are working with Unite Students on this episode. So Unite Students is a brand that all of us really love and so we're really happy to be working with them on this and we are going to be talking about them more throughout the podcast episode uh, but we really hope that you enjoy listening. Hello and welcome back to The Wooden Spoon. So we're currently all sat here, huddled up in armchairs on a beautiful spring afternoon. So it's slightly cloudy, but blue sky and sunshine is just starting to peek out. And I think we're all feeling sufficiently summery at the moment. (laughs) So um, we're excited to start recording this episode. Uh, I'm Ruby. Jade. Eve. And I'm Jack. So today we are going to be talking with you about leadership, responsibility and teamwork. And this episode is very excitingly sponsored by Unite Students. Woo! <laughs> so just like a hype crowd over yeah. here. We, we do like Unite Students. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Unite Students has actually done so much in terms of, they're a student accommodation brand, but they've done so much in terms of helping students to be more responsible and to take on leadership within their local communities, within like the student accommodation, university community, as well as the wider local community. We're going to be talking about Unite Students a bit later in the episode, Uh, but first of all, a question that I think is really important for us to tackle is the question in terms of leadership of whether anyone can be a leader or whether there are qualities which are specific to only some individuals. I think there's there's a perception amongst young people especially that you're either a leader or you're not a leader. You, mm. I think you get that in the school mm. environment quite a lot. Uh, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. This is really interesting because it's like the whole blood brothers debate of like nature be nurture. Mm. And whether it's something that you can learn as a characteristic as you're growing up or whether it's like you know, a predefined skill, like intrinsic to you that you're born with. I don't know, I don't know which one it is. I'll put it out there and I'd say, I don't know which one it is. I don't know if anyone else. I think anyone can be a leader. I think there are qualities which kind of define like good leadership, but I don't think it's only some individuals who, who like naturally possess those qualities because there are lots of different ways of doing leadership, lots of different styles many of which are good styles of leadership. Um, like there's not one personality type which constitutes a good leader. Um, and I think even confidence is a huge thing that can go into being like being a leader and, and choosing and saying to yourself that you think you have the qualities to be a leader. Um, mm. So yeah, I, think, I yeah. think anyone is capable of doing it. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting thing to touch on about like confidence and being, to be a leader, you have to kind of be that very like, 
um, bold, extroverted individual. Um, but I think that's not true because often mm. in situations where I've been in a team and I've had to trust a leader, it's like quiet confidence and strength that I've really rated a lot more rather than mm. someone who's kind of just kind of like abrasively made decisions that would kind of everyone's got along with because it seemed like the right thing to do because they've just been very decisive. Um, I think you're, so you're really right as well in kind of um, like linking back to what Jay was saying before as well in terms of there being different types of leaders. Um, I mean, that's so true. You know, some people won't need the same level of confidence for certain certain realms and spheres where they are leading. So, for example, um, you know, the type of leadership that a teacher would need in a classroom is very different to the type of leadership that a religious leader might need or that, uh, you know, the Prime Minister would need. You know, Theresa May needs a very different type of leadership. Mm. And so I think drawing that distinction between Mm. leadership types is important. Yeah, I think what you said was really interesting. Like, the loudest voice is not always the best opinion. Um, And I think not everyone naturally lends themselves to that image that we have of what a leader is. I think also people thrive in different um, spheres and different realms. And it's, you're not necessarily once you lead something, you're not a permanent leader. You know, there are, I think it's knowing when to step back and let someone else who is an expert in that field, perhaps, and will be the, the best person to um, lead that operation to do that. I think it's also, like, interesting to think about labelling yourself as a leader, because I think often it's the team who kind of chooses the leader. Like, it's not necessarily the individual, it's, it's everyone else choosing and being like this person is perhaps best suited to to lead us in this situation Mm. um and it yeah it's not necessarily as black and white as you are the leader we (laughs) are the team it's just yeah i think it's often the team chooses not yeah and also to note um for those listening it was international women's day yesterday Um, (laughs) um i hope we're all feminists out there but i think a really interesting point is at school whether it's um, I went to a mixed school, you might be listening to this and you went to just a girls school or a boys school but for me like a lot of leadership was not defined by gender but there were definitely like I think in a classroom environment, I don't know whether it's still the same but at high school it's maybe expected that boys would take up more leadership roles, I don't know if any of you guys, I don't know if any of you guys thought that but like it was very much I mean this is a whole different conversation but it was very much of in terms of confidence like is a girl just being bossy and yeah. if she's taking up a leadership, mm. if she's, if you know, if she's kind of thinking, okay, I'm going to make a lot of like really strong, um, determined decisions here. Whereas if it was a male that was doing it, it would be like, wow, look, he's taking up all this, this leadership strength. And, yeah. um, you know, he can be this like really strong leader that we can all follow. So I think the whole gen, I mean, it's a different conversation, but I think the gender point is interesting. No, it's as so well. valid. I so think valid. I went to an all boys school. So that's, that's kind of the, the pretext to this, but I was, I was head boy at my school and I was never once called bossy, mm. even though I took on as much as I possibly could mm. and I was not the best at delegating tasks. Mm. Um, and when I wanted something done, I would, yeah, I would be like, you yeah. need to get this done. Oh, it's, but it's I think a totally it's interesting, it's almost word. like a, a gendered word, yeah. It's 100% a gendered word and it's so wrong. It's absurd. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's weird. It's so, so wrong. I, like, I was being bossy. Like, I was, <laughs> but no one, called, no one called me that. No one called me out because it was almost expected, which is mm. so wrong. 
Yeah. And I think in terms of the word bossy as well, um, that was actually what, because again, at school I was head girl, and that was one thing that I kind of had to almost like fight to not be. It was something which was mm. which was on my mind, you know, I don't want people to think I'm bossy, because mm. that's that's seen as something negative, mm. which is, you know, yeah. it's a dangerous chapter for yeah. it. It hugely affects, not to go on a huge tangent on this, but it hugely, it, just because I'm very aware there might be people listening to this who are at high school or at university, and they don't want to take on a certain kind of leadership role, put them forward for something because they don't want to come across as, you know, bossy or that really kind yeah. of like extroverted female in the room, um, which by the way, we should all be that female in the room. <laughs> yes. Um, but <laughs> I, like I've 100% been in classroom situations where like people of authority, like teachers have told me that I'm being bossy and that I should probably really? be quieter wow. or like classmates have told me that. And it really affected the way that I prejudged situations and I changed the way I would act and whether I'd put myself forward for something because I didn't, as you were just saying, Ruby, I didn't want to be labelled as kind of like the bossy girl in the room. You know, it's funny, like looking at, um, Mm. because when I look back at last year, the one thing that I regret the most about what I did as head girl was that I wasn't more assertive and I wasn't more bossy. Um, You know, I shouldn't have seen that as a negative thing. And so you saying that is really, like, really resonates with me personally. Yeah. Something I just want to touch on, which is kind of on on that topic, but slightly off topic, is um, when you've got a successful woman who is, like, a boss, I really don't like the whole, oh, my God, she's such a girl boss. Like, why is she not Mm. just a boss? Mm. Like, why is it that naturally the word boss is a very male term, you know, in leadership? Um, and yet bossy isn't and yet crazy, bossy right? is a negative word like it's yeah I just think that's really interesting and you see it on social media a lot this kind of like girl boss sort of leadership and and you know we all praise it but at the end of the yeah. day why do we need a separate she, Jane you got her she's not a real boss she's just a girl boss yes exactly if people didn't pick up my sarcasm there then <laughs> yeah, you, no, just, you obviously <laughs> can't see my face no, there was an eye roll I can um, so this kind of leads on from this just as a just as another I think important thing for us to maybe touch on this discussion but we're talking about talking about leadership we're talking about you know being a boss but within that term you know kind of being that being the head of something being being in charge of something we need to draw that distinction between management and leadership because management is when you're at the head of something and you just kind of tell people what to do and they do it you know that it's it's a very hierarchical system uh, whereas with the leadership it's more focused on teamwork and it's more focused on everyone working working together as a kind of a, a larger unit mm. if you've got the earth okay so Ooh, i can't wait for this already <laughs> i don't know if, i don't know if this really works but i was thinking about it i was like you know what does this actually equate to and i think mm. you can always think about it as so as a team you're part of you're like you're a planet you're the earth as a leader you're like the core of the earth, right? So you're you're keeping everything in check, but you're still very much a part of that whole. Whereas mm. if you're a manager and you don't and you're not focusing on leadership, I wonder whether you're the more like the sun. Oh, oh, what? I saw that coming and I was like, <laughs> does that work? <laughs> yeah, um, that works. But yeah, so I was just wondering in terms of leadership and management, is that something which you've actively in roles of responsibility that you've held in, the, held in the past? Is it something that you have been able to either see a distinction between or really actively make an effort to avoid being one over the other? So when I was at university, I feel like I've, I've talked about this before on the podcast, so sorry if I have, but it, I feel like it is very relevant, so I'm going to keep going. So when I was at university, I was um, vice president of my law society, 
which is a huge society at Bristol, which is where I went to university. And um, we had a team of around 20 people. And um, I remember finding the balance between leadership and management so incredibly difficult because you're trying to make sure, you know, everyone's doing their right roles and you're kind of, you're getting all your, your, your targets done. So you do have to be the, this kind of like decisive voice. But at the same time, you want to make sure you're creating such a, a positive and innovative and like good atmosphere for people to work in, which is, which is what I think like the leadership side is because you feel like you're working with everyone rather than working above people. So that's an example where I, I'm, I'm trying to think of what I remember doing, like that managed to make sure I was on the leadership side, or maybe I wasn't. There could be people listening to this like, you were awful. <laughs> uh, but I remember finding that this, the line is so similar between like management and um, leadership and like finding the right one because leadership's great, but then at the end of the day, you do sometimes need to put your foot down about certain mm-hmm. things and kind of say like, we need to get stuff done. And therefore you're always scared that you're gonna come across as this like awful like dictator of a leader. Um, but in reality, you're kind of thinking about the best concerns for like the movement. So it's definitely a really hard line to draw. I was going to say, particularly when people are your friends mm. and you oh God, yes. suddenly yes. hold some kind of position of leadership above them, it can be really hard to draw this line between telling them to do stuff and needing them to get it done um, and still being completely like the same level as them and just <laughs> being yourself and being a friend. Um, and I found that particularly difficult when I was um, head girl of my school, not to add to the whole head girl, <laughs> head boy uh, thing, but... How did you manage yeah. that though, Jade? So did you, so whilst you were, whilst you were head girl, were there particular strategies that you did employ? Because I think that that would actually be really useful for people who are listening to this. Sorry, <laughs> you under massive pressure then. Um, I think it's just about being yourself, um, not thinking that this role is changing you in any way or or putting you above people just because suddenly, I don't know, you have you have this cool cool Badge. title. Yeah. I think it's just about yeah, staying personable and holding people accountable but doing it in in a really friendly way um just kind of maintaining that positive environment so instead of sending one of my good friends a formal email (laughs) saying mate do this I would literally just text them you know and be like can you get this done like ASAP and also I think explaining like why why people need to do it um I think that kind of helps instead of just saying do this um so for me also I had teachers above me who were making sure that the things that I needed to get done were done and I think even explaining that to people that I was then looking after they kind of understand that it's not just me being annoying and saying go go do the lost property um yeah they kind of understand why there's an important line again there to draw though because you want to I mean when when is something like lost property um you can't undermine what is being what you're being asked to make sure gets done you know you can't say oh it's so annoying I can't believe we've got to do this because then that undermines people higher than you and that can and that can be that can be bad but at the same time you don't want to make make it sound like (laughs) lost property is the most important thing in the whole world so it like I, I found that that was a really difficult balance to find last year I think it's also celebrating people and like congratulating people and thanking people when they step up to do things um 100 yeah so when when one of the prefects would take responsibility and stay a bit longer at parents evening or help out a little bit more um we had like a prefects group chat and i think for me it was just i don't know just kind of almost publicly saying thank you and well done and and making the effort to do that 
as much as, if not more than, the kind of reprimand, reprimands and the and the bad things people who yeah gratitude goes it. such a long way, yes, doesn't it? Yeah, it means yeah. people, I think rep, reprimanding people or any or kind of disagreeing with people can kind of cause tensions and stuff. It's sometimes yeah. necessary, but the, if you balance that with high praise, it almost mm. is more powerful, I think. And do you know what also goes a long way? Donuts. Mm. They, uh, were, they were something I employed heavily. Yeah. Edible. <laughs> well, like a pizza, pizza yeah. lunch or you know, something. If, yeah. if someone stayed an extra hour, I'd always kind of like make sure if you're, you know, if you're the person that's leading the group, I think you're the person that should be rewarding people, as you were saying. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I'd always bring donuts. <laughs> and it actually worked really well. No, I think small things go such a long University way. University students yeah. are hungry. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> so, and donuts are delicious. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of interesting, though. You were talking about... Um, that kind of uh, other people taking control sometimes. So do you think that power is a prerequisite for leadership? Like, do you have to be in a position of authority to have leadership? No, I don't think so. What do you, um, what do you mean by that? Do you so, mean like you need to already come from like privilege or anything? No, no, like, no. I mean, so say like, do you need like, a title? Do you need a title? Do yeah. you need to be head girl in order to to have like to be a leader effectively oh i see to lead yeah. people I see, to I see, I see. To do things. because we are talking about these positions that we held mm. but there are also times where i've been part of a team where i feel like i've, or I've been a leader, been a leader and also times yeah. where i've led a team and someone else has been a leader yeah so i think those mm. that's important too i think that it when we talk about leadership it's it, it's not necessarily a binary of those who lead and those who follow it's kind mm. of we're all like negotiating that and, and working it out and taking it in turns to drive certain things that mm. need to happen yeah i was gonna say hopefully like any team that you're part of is a bit like an ecosystem where like everyone has the power and they're given the free potential to be able to kind of take up leadership roles in their own capacity i think that sense of freedom and that sense of independence is really important when you're in a team and especially if anyone's listening to this and they're kind of thinking about taking up a leadership role and how to i mean i'm using the word manage but kind of how to lead a team is making sure that everyone feels like they're having their own points of responsibility because then even Mm -hmm. if you're not the like person that's overlooking the whole group they can have their own projects and everyone can feel like a leader in their own capacity. And so I guess it's that idea that we all can be responsible and we all have the ability to take on responsibility. And I think that links really nicely actually into what we were talking about earlier with Unite Students. Mm. Uh, Because they've actually got a scheme called Positive Impact, which is basically where they encourage students and employees to to be really conscious of their responsibility and how they can give back to the local community so through things like saving energy and choosing sustainable travel options and also uh they they've done a lot with well-being and helping to sustain well-being so i completely agree i wish i'd done way more sustainable initiatives at university i feel like they were there and i just didn't really get involved yeah but also you can start them so my friend at university started um a course called framda which i don't know what that stands for but it's basically taking drama into schools and um, helping uh, kids who um, need more attention in school, um, especially at primary education, um, and you can kind of utilize their creativity. And that all stems from one person thinking, how can I make a positive difference in my local community? I've moved 350 miles away from where I live at home. And how can I make a positive impact Mm. here while I am a student in this place? And how can I give back? And one of the things they were really good at was drama. And so I think it's utilising your capabilities and your capacities mm. 
to enrich the life mm. of someone else. This actually reminds me of something I did in my second year of university, which is we had an outreach programme with the law school at Bristol. I'm a law student, by the way. <laughs> and um, we went into local primary schools and we taught them about human rights, like basic human rights. Oh, wow. Which cool. is really fascinating because in a lot of um, primary schools and high schools, they don't get any teaching about the legal system at all, and even like your basic mm. human rights, which is so, so interesting. And we talked to them kind of about um, terrorism, and we talked to them about, you know, the right to have justice and the right to life and how they can sometimes be at a weird balance. And that's, I guess, is an example of kind of not giving back to the community, but being involved in the community because we were able to build relationships with these children and go each week and it was, really really cool I really enjoyed that actually I wish I could have carried that on yeah and that's kind of similar to the volunteer work you do Jade right yeah it is I know I've already touched on this in the um episode a few weeks ago but um yeah I've done nearly three years now I think just volunteering for a really local charity called Sports Able um and we basically just help teach um disabled kids to swim and that's been especially rewarding for me because at the start, um, we had some kids come to us who you could kind of see on land. Like some of them could hardly, like they just didn't have a lot of mobility on land. Um, and over the three years that I've been there, it's been so cool to see how the kids that I've been working with have, I don't know, they can actually swim now. Like you put them in the water and they're like a little fish. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is just amazing. And it's really nice to do it weekly as well for a long period because yeah. then I think, you actually, as Eve was saying, build relationships with people yeah. um, and you get to see improvement and kind of, yeah, get involved in your local community. So I think it's so good that Unite students are kind of promoting that and um, encouraging you to be proactive. It's such a cool idea and also utilising, you know, the resources that they have as well. It's like, I, I've used to volunteer in my local library because I love books and so seeing kids' faces... <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> seeing kids' faces light up when they tell you about a book that they've read that maybe they wouldn't have done if that yeah. initiative wasn't in place. You know, that's so cool. And to get to see your passions, like, passed on to someone else is just, it's like the best feeling ever. And so I think that, you know, it's, it's obviously, <laughs> it sounds weird to say that it's kind of you know, of mutual benefit, you gain, both of you gain, you get to really be a part of your local community. And so I think what Unite Students is doing is incredible. You know, volunteering, you're right, it's just so, so valuable. And it's something, again, that Unite Students is really trying to encourage, not just in students, but also in their staff, because their staff every, uh, so once a year, all of their staff are encouraged to go out and volunteer in the local community, uh, which, again, is just so important so for, cool. like, so integration yeah. and just... Yeah, really amazing initiative. Yeah, and I think it's just important to recognise volunteering can be done at any age as well, which is so nice. Like, even mm. as an adult, you can make time for it, or like you're teenagers. Kid, you yeah, know, you can. Even as a kid. Yeah. That's so cool. I feel inspired. <laughs> so, I guess, in quite a similar way to responsibility, is this idea of whether we can lead ourselves and whether it's possible for us to not only, you know, lead a team, but also lead ourselves and most of ourselves. Lead our lives. Lead our lives, mm. exactly. It's quite an existentialist idea, actually, you know, speaking as a philosophy student. <laughs> um, uh, because the existentialist said that we form our own purpose and we are able to, you know, devise meaning in our own lives. And that's very similar to this idea called the personal leadership philosophy which is something employed in business uh, to encourage it's, it's basically this idea that everyone should 
build their own understanding of their core goals, their core values, and that everything that they can then do in their career should be linked to this intrinsically. And so the whole idea there is that you have to be very much like, you need to be leading yourself. Would you say that that it is viable for us to relate leadership of others with leadership of ourselves? Or do you think that that's actually quite a problematic notion? I think, I think that's a really interesting point. And I personally, now that I'm thinking about it, do think that you can lead yourself in a lot of ways. Because at the end of the day, most of what you're doing is like conscious choice. Like you're choosing so much about how hard you work, what kind of career you want to go into. Um, like, I don't know, just so many aspects of your lifestyle and your life and the relationships you cultivate. Um, that is all personal choice. Um, I think it's still quite different to leading a team of people because with a team, you've got to like, I don't know, compromise with people's personalities and you're never gonna know know what everyone wants the same way that you'll know what you personally want. Um, but that's an interesting idea because I've never thought of it as yeah. like leading yourself. It was followed by like stunned silence in the room. We were just yeah. like, wow, Ruby, just continue talking think, at us, please. I think also it's, it's almost a lot harder to, con- well, to not control yourself, but um, it's hard to be like a leadership of kind of your own life because I feel like it's a lot harder to have control over certain mm. factors in your life. True. Whereas it, like, as I was saying before, like comparing like a team to like an ecosystem, you can compare, you can, well, this will be great for you, Jade, with biology. You can like control certain variables, I feel. Like total humanity student thing you scientist. Um no, but if if like you're part of a team you can you kind of like have a little bit more control over people because you can kind of like um encourage people to do certain things. Whereas where if you're like a leadership of your own life I mean I think we should all try and be like leaders of our of our own lives, obviously, but um I think it's a lot harder because there are a lot of other things that go wrong. That's that so true. Yeah, no, yeah, I, no, yeah. I think that's a really good point. But I also think the the qualities that we would probably praise in a leader, like drive, determination, hard work. If you apply that to just your individual personal life and and little tasks that you encounter, then I suppose they're still completely relevant. And I think that you don't necessarily need to be in a position of authority or power to be a, a leader. And you can take that into your own hands in your everyday life. So if you are you know, um, if you're going to put your heart and your soul and your intellect and every part of your being into something, then you're then you're leading it and you're owning it. I'm sorry, guys. I just <laughs> I just unwrapped the sweet while Jack was talking and apparently ruined the audio. <laughs> it's like a little crackling in the background if you heard it. Yeah. Um, but the sweet was really good. So I'd um, just like to thank you for like going through that with me. <laughs> <laughs> this journey of opening a sweet. I'm going to be quiet now. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, that just subtracted from Jack's wonderful, wonderful point. Um. (laughs) I shouldn't be here. (laughs) Jack, I think you're completely right. The fact that so many of these skills are transferable between working as part of a team and and then working as a leader for yourself. The main difference is the fact that you're working with people, I suppose, Um, because one... So, actually, I was listening to this audiobook uh, it was called the myth of motivation and i already want to listen to it it's amazing <laughs> yeah. i loved it um listening to it on like two times speed because you want to maximize that <laughs> productivity. productivity so um what hayden said is the quality of any leader is the fact that they're able to work with people yeah and that's a good leader yeah and that's a very good point um 
Eisenhower actually said that the true quality of leadership comes in integrity. That's not exactly quoted, but um, the fact that you're kind of like you're honest with your with the people that work for you, you're honest, you're honest in the realm of the team that you're working in. But the point that Hayden was making was that a successful leader and one that really does succeed does put uh, does put people at the heart of it. And I suppose that that is the difference between between mm-hmm. self leading. Yeah. yeah. Because my first thought then was like all the dictators in the world, like all the you know really like tyrannical <laughs> yeah. kind of like leaders, which probably don't do that. But then I guess that's a good way to kind of like distinguish between a good leader and a bad leader. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Really important to draw. Um, so I guess kind of that that really moves into teamwork, uh, which we we have already touched on. Uh, but I think it's it's always important to mention when you're talking about leadership. You know, you can't have. You can't have one if it's leadership of other people without having the other. As a kind of, you know, gut reaction, you know, thinking thinking back on the experiences that you had as working as a leader in a team, uh, how would you say that that you kind of responded to that to that team dynamic? Because obviously, it is it is quite different. Well, I suppose one of the kind of most ostensible forms of teamwork is the kind of idea of delegation and how you separate and divide up the tasks, and that's something that I've always really struggled with in wanting to do everything myself and that's that's a a toxic and detrimental um way of seeing a situation and we are better when we are united and we have you know different um influences and different interpretations because no two people will respond to a situation in the same way um and i think that's a really important thing to just keep in mind is that even if you are the one who has been elected or chosen or selected that doesn't necessarily mean that someone else's expertise isn't useful in a certain moment, in fact, more so than yours. Yeah, and also what I will say is that if you don't delegate, um, taking on such a huge responsibility to be a team leader or a leader can be actually really unhealthy because you end up having to do everything yourself and then everything's on your plate and then it becomes... I think we discussed this. And you resent it, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mm. and um, you hate what you're doing even though you really, really want to be there because you've just got so much on mm. and I mean, it really stresses you out. Other people hate it as well, though. I mean, the other people mm. in your team who are very capable, they've also they've also been given, you know, for example, in, in a prefect team at school, everyone in that team has been given that role for a reason yeah. and they want to be doing something. So it's it kind of it goes both ways. You know, it turns into something detrimental for you, but also for the other people in your team. Yeah. And I, I think going back to the uh, metaphor that you used earlier about if, if leadership is is the planet and you're the core, then you also have to maintain the atmosphere, right? And so oh, I think that's like, that's <laughs> yeah, um, I've been thinking about that for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but, you know, it's important. You know, you need to make sure that ev- the, the team works as a unit um, because we it doesn't work if we don't if we exist as like individual atoms. We need to we're, we're more powerful when we when we join forces. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> Thanks, guys. English student. I'll PayPal you later. <laughs> okay, so now it is time for our productivity tip of the week, yes. uh, which is always so so much fun to share, and we really hope it helps you guys. Okay, so this week's tip is in terms of helping you to have a productive work session of some kind. If you've got lots of things to tackle and you need to really get into the groove of, of doing something mm. and, and feeling groove, motivated. Baby. Um <laughs> I'm just, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Sat there dancing in the corner. <laughs> so what I would recommend is when you've got a really long to-do list to tackle, start with either your most enjoyable, the 
easiest task or the one that's going to take you the least amount of time. Because in this book that I was reading, the, Myth, the Motivation Myth by Jeff Hayden, he was talking about, you know, kind of psychologically backed, uh, but I'm not going to go through that. Um, <laughs> the idea that success leads to motivation, leads to success, leads to motivation. And so if you can get something under your belt and mm. you can and you can look at that to-do list and think, oh, I've already accomplished something, and something which doesn't take too much willpower to actually get yourself to do, you're mm. going to feel much more productive and motivated. Yeah. It just stimulates your brain, doesn't it? And exactly. then you feel like ready to do more. Exactly, exactly. So simple tip, but hopefully useful. And then, of course, we've also got four new songs to add to our Wooden Spoon playlist. So my recommendation for this week is The Mother by Brandy Carlisle. Mine is Confidence by Ocean Alley. Mine is The New Hit by Rex Orange County, New House. And mine is Follow the Leader by George the Poet, Maverick Sabre and Georgia Smith. Amazing. I can't wait to listen to all of these new songs um so yeah thank you so much for tuning in to listen to another episode of the wooden spoon and we you will see you better say it ruby granger <laughs> i'm about to say it i will thank say you. it um we'll see you very very spoon bye Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode we really hope that you enjoyed listening to the conversation and I know that I've definitely come away with a much more comprehensive and informed idea of what it actually means to lead I think these conversations just always open up another level of understanding about about these topics uh, and so I hope that it's the same with you one thing which I found particularly interesting this week was thinking about the difference between leading and managing and It's something I'm definitely going to have to try and be conscious of whenever I am in a position of responsibility and whenever I'm observing a a position of responsibility. So I hope that maybe you are going to be able to do something similar having listened to this episode. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe and we'd massively appreciate it if you could leave a five star rating as well. Thank you again for tuning in and we will see you very soon. Do 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 do